What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Daryl Washington, Houston, the Ballin' on Films. This is the podcast where I talk about basketball and movies. So today we're going to be talking about all basketball. We're going to kick it off with Chris Bosh retiring from the NBA. It's, yep, Chris Bosh is officially retiring in March from the NBA. For those of you that don't know, he played with the Miami Heat back when LeBron was there and they had that, uh, that title run. Um, that's one of the few big mans um, in this generation before well before that was DeMarcus Cousins and uh, Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis we had Chris Bosh Chris Bosh was the first one of the first uh, in this current generation I believe if I'm not mistaken to really go out there and shoot that three point shot at his size um any team he was on, they had to, you know, he provided like a lot of options on the floor. You can definitely stretch the floor with him. You know, whoever guard him, they had to come outside their comfort zone. When he was a big man, he played forward or center, and they had to come out there to the three-point line because he could light, light you up. Uh, he also could go inside. Uh, he was averaging uh, 19 points a game, seven rebounds. And he played 89 playoff games and averaged 15 points and seven rebounds. Um, everybody that may not know the story, he stopped playing because he started developing blood clots in his body. And the Miami Heat had to shut him down. And um, when they tried to reactivate him, um, he couldn't pass the physical. So they just figured the best bet, you know, that they couldn't couldn't go on pretty much and uh, I don't think no other team out there really wanted to take a chance on him. But shout out to Chris Bosch, man. Uh, he had a hell of a career 13 year career. Uh, being a 4th overall pick in the 2002 draft 11 time All-Star. Shout out to you Chris Bosch. Hope you're doing well. Hope your family's doing well. Um, other news we got Markeith Morris. For those of you who don't know um he played for the Wizards. He's got traded uh, with the 20-23 second pick to the New Orleans Pelicans, which the Pelicans waived him. So now he's uh, he's back healthy. He had a terrible neck injury back in uh, December 26th. Now he's back healthy. So um, he's looking to sign with three teams, the Lakers, the Rockets, or the Raptors. Everybody know the Lakers are in need of three-point shooting. Everybody know that's not a, you know, that's not a, a rocket science there. They they really lack on that. Uh, the Rockets, they need extra bodies since um, Clint Capella's out with a thumb injury. Um, and Toronto is in need of a power forward. They'll take the load off Pascal Sakin. They'll get him a break. And Serge Ibaka can switch between the the four and the five spot, so that'll be a good look. So I, me personally, I think um, he's only shooting well before he got hurt. He was only shooting thirty three percent from three point range. Uh, he averaged eleven points a game. I can see him going either to the Rockets or to the Raptors. Can't really see him going to the Lakers. Uh, because the reason why I say because 
even if he goes to the Lakers, right? That's not going to be enough firepower for them to make a run at the playoffs, in my opinion. You know, the Rockets on the hand, you already got Chris Paul. Then you got James Harden, of course. You know, then they got uh, uh, Kenneth Reed over there. They got, you know, they got, and you got Eric Gordon. I'm sorry, I forgot about him. So they got like a nice, nice squad. Then in Toronto, you got Danny Green, you got Kawhi Leonard, you got Kyle Lowry, you got Serge Ibaka. And you got some nice pieces. So it's more than just um, one person, you know. With him going to the Lakers, it's just be what him, LeBron, and Rondo, pretty much. Everybody else trying to trying to uh, score when they can. And know, oh, yeah, Kyle Kuzma, but it's not. I just feel like I mean they just Lakers got beat by the Hawks last night. I mean, come on, man. I mean it's like I'm not down the Lakers. I like the Lakers, but they need some more firepower, man. You know, but I think if I'm Marquise Morris, I would either go to Toronto or the Rockets. My personal opinion, I think he'll fit in good with the Rockets, but we'll see. So stay tuned for that. Uh, also, uh, Toronto is um, signing Jeremy Lin. For those of you who don't know, Jeremy Lin played for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, after after the uh, finalizing the buyout with the I'm sorry not the Brooklyn Nets I'm sorry the Hawks Atlanta Hawks after finalizing the buyout with the Hawks he's going to sign with the uh, Toronto Raptors he averages 10 points and 3 assists a game so I feel like in my opinion that would be a good backup for Kyle Lowry so quite sure he can provide some scoring power off the bench so that's a good look so I think in my future, I think I can see Marquise Morris and Jeremy Lin signing to the Raptors, signing to the Raptors to give them some much-needed depth off the bench. So that's my that's my uh, take on it. But uh, me personally, like I said, I'd like to see Marquise sign to the Rockets. But I got a feeling Toronto might sign. Jeremy Lin and Marquise Morris get them some much added depth off the bench so good way to see for that and my last two things I want to talk about is Wayne Ellison Wayne Ellison a three point specialist this time with with the Detroit Pistons so um, he'll probably be playing, playing alongside uh, Reggie Jackson I don't, know if, I don't know if he's coming off the bench or He's starting next to Reggie Jackson or not, but they got him, so that's giving them more firepower. So be on the lookout for him, see how many points he puts up before the season's over with. Um, and the Clippers way, Michael Beasley. Shout out to Michael Beasley, man. I hope you're listening. Uh, the ball on films. Uh, Michael Beasley had some, a lot of ups and downs in his NBA career, and recently I know the loss of his mom back in December. Uh, I know he's probably going through some things and bouncing around from team to team. Um, I'd like to see Minnesota sign him. Uh, I don't know if they got room over there in the, in the cap space, but 
that would be a big addition. I think that would be a big help. They're saying that he's only averaging eight points and two rebounds. I know Michael Beasley can average easily 19, 20 points. At the at the lowest, 15. You know, I feel like he's a scoring machine. And um, just really haven't found a good home yet, man. I hope uh, somebody would like acknowledge that besides myself. And for all you other Michael Beasley fans out there, that somebody can give him a chance. So, um, shout out to Michael Beasley, man. Keep your head up. Keep grinding. Stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. All right. That's my segment for that. Um, stay tuned for my special edition. Uh, we're going to talk about J.R. Ryder. Okay, okay, I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Like I told you, uh, I'm going to do a quick uh, back down memory lane. Shout out to uh, Isaiah Ryder, also known as J.R. Ryder. <clears throat> he, was the, uh, he came into the NBA draft back in, uh, back in 1993. He was the fifth pick on the first round. He was born in Oakland, California. He went to uh, Encino Jr., Senior high school. He also went to Antelope Valley College and Allen Community College. Uh, he's a uh, play. He played small forward and he played shooting guard. Uh, the NBA draft that year also included Vin Baker, Penny Hardaway, Sam Cassell, Nick Van Exel, and Chris Webber. Um, from 1993 to 1996, he's with Minnesota. He averaged 16 to 20 points a game. And from 96 to 1999, he's with Portland. He averaged 18 to 19 points a game. From 1999 to 2000, he's with Atlanta, where he averaged 19 points a game. And uh, from 2000 to 2001, he's with the Lakers, where he averaged seven points a game. And from 2001 to 2002, he went to Denver, where he was averaging nine points a game. And um, that's pretty much his... His career, he had a nice little run, um, but he's also he's also known for the uh, the East Bay Funk Dunk from the 1994 Slam Dunk Contest. That's the dunk when he uh, he won that he won that contest when he came from baseline and he uh, put the ball between his legs and dunked it. Everybody thought it was Vince Carter the first one to do it, but it was uh, Isaiah Ryder. So, I feel like ever since then, dunk contest has been kind of hard to to uh, really get into it until Vince Carter came along. When Vince Carter came along, we was like, okay, dunk contest is back. You know, give the fans something to really root for again. But, uh, yeah, he really just... He set the bar, man. He set the tone, you know, man. He went up and uh, and in that dunk contest, he went up against Robert Pat, Sean Kemp, and Antonio Davis and Allen Houston and James Robinson. That was that was a tough lineup, you know, especially with Sean Kemp in there. So uh shout out to Isaiah Ryder, aka J.R. Ryder. Uh Ball on Films. Just wanna say, hey, we salute you. Uh and uh, you always will be remembered for that East Bay funk dunk. If you wanna take some 
look at some clips of uh, Isaiah Ryder because he could do more than just dunk. Use a scoring machine. He played against Jordan and he played against Kobe. You can go on YouTube and uh, put in the search box J.R. Ryder highlights, and I'm quite sure you're going to be disappointed with that. So, J.R. Ryder, if you're listening, this is Balling on Films, and I salute you. And to next time, uh, everybody stay safe. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. Enjoy the All-Star game. Peace. I'm out.